Oh yeah, we're doing it live. You're listening to the Julio from New York Show 2.0, episode 143, Mucking Through the Malaise. Recorded live on Saturday, July 25th, 2020. This here is my audio diaries, where I rant, I rave, I reminisce, and I spew whatever is on my mind. Today's episode, some sad news in the internet world, um, some introspection and assessments, some uh, stuff I ordered, and of course the entertainment chunk. If this is your cup of tea, by all means, sit back, relax, and unwind. Otherwise, there are plenty of podcasts out there for you to listen to. <laughs> didn't, get you, didn't get to hear me sing this time. That's okay. I'm not really a good singer anyway. <laughs> I'm not quitting my day job. Uh, but we'll get right on it in a moment once the music stops. And welcome back to the show. Once again, I'm your host, Julio from New York. This is episode 143 mucking through the malaise recorded on saturday july 25th so uh, let's get the sad news out the way as i mentioned in previous episodes i was an ardent listener or i became an ardent listener of the majority rapport report i keep saying rapport because of stephen colbert but anyways um yeah i was a big proponent a big fan of the majority report i still am i just don't listen to it as frequently anymore i'm you know i'm trying to dice uh dissect politics from my life a little bit just because it's depressing and um it just uh hence the title of this episode which i will get more into so yeah things are just it's very much like if this was a star wars series this would be empire strikes back you know the bad guys are winning things are just looking bleak and uh, this is just another nail on that another notch if you will on the bleak meter. So um, internet reporter, pundit, political advocate, leftist, Marxist, internationalist, Michael Brooks has passed away. Uh, they keep, the news stories keep ranging his age from 36 to 37. Uh, regardless, he was younger than me by um, at least half a decade, more or less, because I'm 43. Um, and yeah, he was part of the majority report. He has He had his own show, the Michael... Brooks show, which um, I was a Patreon fan, a Patreon member for a bit. But of course, due to uh, budgetary reasons, I had to uh, cut my funding of that show as well as uh, the majority report and everything else. And of all the uh, the leftist shows that I listened to on a regular basis, his show was definitely the most um, intellectually heavy. It was very um, condensed with uh, a lot of high-level ideas, as they like to mockingly say when they're making fun of uh, Dave Rubin, uh, this uh, right-wing shill who uh, has since lost his uh, quote-unquote friendship with Joe Rogan. But uh, that's another story. So anyways, um, he was was always fun to listen to on The Majority Report. I I definitely enjoyed him a lot more in that show than on his show, and just for the entertainment aspect of it. His show was definitely a lot more intellectual, um, and I guess my mind or my brain or whatever wasn't um in that place yet to fully appreciate the uh what he was doing on with that show um i did enjoy 
a, a good many episodes of that show, but not. I wasn't a regular listener just because I felt like I needed to. Um, his show definitely needed some digesting, and I was looking for something a little less highbrow, for lack of a better description. Um, but I definitely appreciated his uh, his um, contribution on the Majority Report because you know Sam Cedar um, was definitely more uh, entertaining. He was, of course, he's also very intellectual, but not as not in the not in the very um, deep in the weeds the way uh, Michael Brooks would be. Uh, and, and like, and I would always say whenever he um, did his monologues, it definitely sounded like he was like it was scripted, uh, very much so, more than more than Sam Cedar. And uh, it's just it's just very well constructed, and uh, who knows how much of that it actually was scripted or something that he was already planned out in his head uh, uh, before before they hit play on on the uh, record button. Anyways, just wanted to bring it up. Uh, a lot of um, leftist correspondents have uh, since uh, expressed their uh, their condolences to those to those loved ones of Michael Brooks, as well as their own grief. And they shared in solitude um, in remembrance of uh, Michael Brooks. Kyle Kalinske himself of the Secular Talk show uh, said he's going to start re, um, rebroadcasting previous episodes where him and Michael Brooks, um, you know, had a, had a discourse and uh, specifically about the few disagreements that they had. Um, and as uh, Kyle Kalinske said in his episode, he was talking about how, like, he believes Michael Brooks was a better person than him because Michael Brooks was definitely a lot more optimistic in human nature and believed that there would be a way that not in his lifetime necessarily, but he did believe that humans could eventually come together as one uh, for the better, for the better good. And Kyle doesn't really believe that nor, nor do I for that matter, uh, especially in light of uh, present day, present day <laughs> world with corona and everything and people not wanting to wear masks because they think it's uh, their patriotic duty not to meanwhile they're infecting everybody in their ignorance but so yeah it was um it was a shock to hear to see his name on the headlines um regarding his uh, passing and uh, i did i did listen to the majority report where they had a whole four-hour show having people call in and express what Michael Brooks meant to them, their pre, the, some of their um, past interactions with him, and just talking about his generosity of spirit and how he was always willing to push people up and promote them and, and guide them and consult with them and just be a good friend. So yeah, that happened. And, and it got me thinking about myself and what's going on with my life and what I'm doing. Um, and, and these other things I'm going to bring up also go along in that line of thinking. Um, so there's this uh, independent rap artist named Snow the Product, who um, I guess I, I, my first time listening to her, though not realizing or not really um, seeing it any further, was in the Hamilton mixtapes where um, Lynn Miranda, you know, he reissued some songs from the, sh from the show, from the Hamilton show, but with rappers singing it. Um, and then other songs that never made the cut or, or new songs that were inspired by the show. Uh, one of them being about um, immigrants, immigrants get the job done. And Snow the Product was in it among as well as Kanan and some other um, immigrant rappers. And um, yeah, she was one of the uh, one of the best lyricists on that in that song. And, uh, and I remember as such like, wow, she's pretty good. And then I never thought about it. And then um, recently she just um, dropped a, uh, uh, she calls it a freestyle. 
um, obviously the video is very um, produced as videos are, you know, you have to edit it and this and that. So it's not necessarily on the moment, but I guess it's a freestyle in the fact that she just wrote this up, I guess, in one take uh, and didn't really spend much time on it and then recorded it a bunch of times to, to make the video. But so anyway, it's called, it's called, um, she calls it her freestyle. Um, I forget the name of the song. I think it's called my, my uh, ish or whatever. Um, and I saw it and I found out about it through reaction, YouTube, YouTube reaction videos, Shaq, is one of the guys that I list, that I watch regularly. Uh, why am I blanking on his name? I just call him Shaq, but his name is actually. Uh, let's find out. Just go to my subscriptions, and I'll tell you what his name is. Cause I I watch No Life Shaq is his name. So yeah, No Life Shaq was reacting to to that song, and that got me down the YouTube rabbit hole of looking up her other videos and then realizing she had a video blog on the thing called My um, Everyday Days. Um, and now she has a, and also, I guess this year, she also um, now has a podcast as well. I think it's called Every Night Nights to go, go to be a compliment to Everyday Days. It's kind of funny. Um, yeah, it's called Every Night Nights. So Everyday Days is the video blog. Every Night Nights is the podcast. Uh, I've heard a couple of those. I've, I've watched more of the Everyday Days videos than than I've than the podcast. I've listened to maybe one episode so far, um, and it's kind of cool how this um, you know this Mexican American from California. She also lived apart in Texas, but now she's back in um, California. Uh, she was married for a time, had a kid, divorced, and now is living her life as a uh, as a lesbian with her uh, girlfriend Juju, who she met in New York. So this Puerto Rican girl is his girlfriend, is her girlfriend, and they've been with each other for a number of years. Not don't know exactly just yet because I'm I'm still just learning about her. But um, yeah, she's just doing she's just doing everything she can to make a life for herself, independently. So this this podcast the video blog putting out her own music producing her own videos uh instead of relying on trying to get a record deal because apparently she did have a record deal with atlantic and they uh didn't do anything with her and they wanted her to change her image but she refused to go down uh she refused to take their advice her their advice from what i'm hearing is to be like other female rappers right now which are very um gratuitous sexually and like showing off their bodies and being about that life and she's not about that life she's about I, I work hard and i and i want to be the baddest rapper i can lyrically uh and i don't i want to do that without having to be uh gratuitously showing off my body and so she makes a good effort of not doing that in, in, in the videos that i've seen some of her videos are sexual by nature but it has to do more with um i guess her lifestyle or um and and, and not necessarily about showing off and not about objectifying herself so um it's pretty cool um she's definitely an inspiration in that sense how she is just taking the bull by the horns so to speak and and trying to make her own you know make her own career path and doing it the hard way extremely hard way and but she has this good support group with her girlfriend and uh some of her cousins that are that came over from mexico and they're are with her and you know trying to help her out and of course, she's helping them out and all that stuff. And so I'm seeing her. I see, you know, Michael Brooks's short career. And of course, the as I've been mentioning, like these YouTube guys who um, 
some of them are making a decent living as uh, as YouTubers, just reacting to videos. Some do video blogs like Snow the Product. Others um, do tech shows. Others do political shows like Michael Brooks did or uh, Majority Report, as I mentioned. Uh, the Young Turks are there. Creationist Cat does like these fancy parody videos. Uh, you have um, Randy Rainbow, I think is his name. He does uh, musicals musical numbers about the news and about about political news, I should say. So there's a lot of these people. Yeah, Randy Rainbow is his name. Who are who found another another outlet, Frankenstein's Labs. They react to comedy videos. And it's making me think maybe I should do something like that, you know? Like I should start my own YouTube channel and Maybe a mix of a video blog as well as a reaction video channel. Because if, if that's a way to make some secondary income and hopefully maybe make it into an actual second career, uh, that wouldn't be a bad way to uh, live my life and change the trajectory of it. Because uh, right now I'm just a wage earner, completely dependent on the magnanimity of the company that's currently keeping me employed during this uh, coronavirus and um, things don't seem to be getting better anytime soon and at any point in time that generosity may eventually get cut leaving me with no other resources or any other recourse other than the unemployment line which at this point is getting uh, stripped bare (laughs) both by government and by those that are currently um, straining its resources at the moment because of their unemployment situation. So, yes, I'm, I'm, all these different things, YouTubers, Snow the Product, Michael Brooks, they've been swimming around. The, 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 these uh, conceptions and ideas and concepts have been swimming around in my head these past few days. And it's now making me want to take a step in that direction. It's making me want to make a uh, make that decision. And so now I have to learn, I have to figure out how I can use my current resources, my microphone and computer, uh, maybe use my iPhone as the video camera. I don't, I can't spend money on a camera, obviously, but I, or maybe I'm going to have to, well, uh, it's something I have to discuss. Uh, well, not discuss. I have to think about. So, but maybe I can just use my phone or my iPad as the video camera part of it and and go from there because this is getting real. Life is uh, passing me by. Opportunities are getting less and less. And I don't see any change anytime soon. Other than, other than you know, the changes I'm, I make myself, and so rather than constantly feeling helpless and powerless, uh, it's about time I took action, and I think that would be the way to go about it. Making a YouTube video, I think reaction being a rea- making it a reaction channel would be more fruitful in that sense because a video blog, there's as, as this podcast shows that there's not really a lot. For me to talk about in regards to to myself because there's not much going on it's just work and stuff i watch 
So I might as well react to the stuff I'm watching or uh, <laughs> uh, listening to or whatever. So I think that's where, uh, that's where I will be going uh, in the near future. So uh, look out for that. And one more thing before I uh, go to the entertainment chunk. So um, I'm always fighting this battle of sound isolating versus noise canceling headphones. And um, for the moment, noise canceling was winning out with my AirPods Pro headphones. And uh, I had a pair of Beats noise canceling, but they've, I think, since died. Uh, and those those were cool. I had a pair of Bose in-ears for a while, but those died. Um, and, you know, they're good, but the the, no, the AirPods Pro are, are starting. The, the noise canceling isn't working as much, isn't as effective as it, w- as it was originally, which is annoying. And it's making me want to go back to sound isolating because noise canceling also does flatten the sound. A few audiophiles out there and who know about this better than me, um, you definitely f- lose some of the dimension of or some of the sound stages people like to talk about all the different layers of songs uh of of music i should say of music in songs or shows or what have you and um so sound isolating is is gives you a more fuller audio experience because it's not doing any of those things it's just it's just focusing on the sound and obviously it's the the job of the foam you know protect forming a barrier around your eardrums, whether over the ear or in the ear, to prevent outside sound from coming in through, you know, that mean, through just insula- proper insulation. Uh, and I think that is, um, so I'm, I'm steering back towards that side of the argument with these uh, pair of Shure SE215s that I ordered um, at, a, at a nice discount. So I ordered two, two for the price of one. So... Could not resist it, so I'm I, I'm doing it, and uh, I'll let you know. And, and also, I bought this um, sure ad- created this um, wireless adapter that you can add to it. So if you want to make them wireless headphones, because you're tired of getting tangled in the wires, you can you can uh, switch out the cables and add this wireless attachment. And now you have a pair of Bluetooth sound isolating headphones. So it's it's uh, I get two I get the best of both worlds. I get a uh, wireless or wired. A wired oh, is supposed to give you the more superior sound, obviously, but you know. In those cases where you want you want the convenience of wireless, you can do that too, and uh, you know you will lose some of the fidelity of the music and the latency because it's not a, it's not a direct connection to the sound, but at least uh, you have the convenience of wireless. You're not getting your cables tangled into anything. So yeah, I'm looking forward to those shores uh, when they come over, and obviously they'll sound much better than regular AirPods as well. I got two for uh, yeah, I got two for a hundred dollars essentially which is definitely cheaper than a pair of AirPods. And then the additional um, wireless thing made it $140 for two pairs of headphones. So one to have as a, as a backup if the first pair break on me. So <laughs> I, I'm planning ahead of time. Since I got it at such a discount, I couldn't, I couldn't um, afford to lose that opportunity. To, if I'm going to get two for the price of one, might as well get two uh, so I can have one on hold over when the other one's fail on me. Anyway, on to the entertainment chunk. Uh, 
Okay, so I have watched a couple of things since the previous episode. Uh, the first one I just discovered a few days ago, actually, and there were only three episodes, so I immediately binged through them because it, it was just that, what's the word? Engrossing. It was that engrossing. It just completely captured me um, and sucked me into the world, and now I have to patiently wait for the next episode to drop, which I think drops on Saturday, so sometime today I'll be able to watch the next episode. And it's this anime called The Misfit of Demon King's Academy. The Misfit of, of Demon King Academy. Sorry, no S there. And uh, so basically, it's, this, it's about this demon king who took over the world. He conquered it all. And then he sacrificed himself, um, sealing the demon world from the human world in hopes that this would bring about a better state of affairs for both demons and humankind. And of course, things didn't change. And uh, he said he would come back in 2,000 years. And so naturally, 2,000 years have passed. He's actually been re reincarnated. So now he's going into this academy uh, to reclaim his, his title. He knows who he is because uh, he was reborn uh, knowing his whole history and everything. But in the academy, when he went through the uh, rating system and he was going through the history of, the, of, of, of himself, essentially, he failed it in some aspects of it. And, and part of it, and one of them was the name. Apparently, they changed his name in the grand text that have been passed down from generation from you know for two, for the last two thousand years, so he's like, okay, that's not my name. My name is you know whatever it is, and they've changed it to this, and so now he's he's going to find out who's who's behind this, and it has to be one of his previous acolytes who are now running this academy, and he already bumped into one of the acolytes who has like a skull face of some kind, uh, and that guy's memories of him have been altered because he doesn't remember him at all because he looks exactly like he would have 2,000 years ago but apparently the, the demon doesn't remember him at all but he acknowledges his power because he has more power than him and only the demon king would because the demon king made him essentially so uh, it's a cool it's a cool show like I said uh, there's only uh, three episodes f the fourth one dropping sometime during this recording if not right the day after so I will be watching that one sometime after this recording. Uh, the next show I've been watching, uh, as you know, I, I, I'm a sucker for talent shows. And uh, there's this one by NBC called The World of Dance. Or World of Dance. And, uh, you know, it's with J-Lo, um, Neo, and the guy who used to be on Dancing with the Stars. I, I forget his name. And, uh, you know, they judge these dancers in um, their different forms of... Uh, and they're different styles of dance and you know one of them will be the world of dance champion or whatever and it's a cool show it's it's definitely different from so you think you dance in that uh they're not all going to learn everyone else's choreography they're going to showcase their own particular style and why they're the best at it and hope that their style of choreography will win over whoever they're in competition with it's a cool show from what i've seen so far i like the format and I'm looking forward to more episodes. The last thing I saw was last night. And it was in this, um, I was mucking through the malaise around that point because, you know, I was down on myself and just thinking about how helpless I felt in this uh, state of affairs. And, uh, and, and I was trying to find something to watch. And I was going through the Peacock channel, which is where I, I now see World Events. I, I was originally watching it on Hulu, but now since I've disconnected Hulu, 
you know, worked out in my favor because it's an NBC show. I'm watching it on the Peacock channel. And I, and so I noticed Dave Chappelle's Block Party was on Peacock. So I started watching that. And um, I've always wanted to watch it. I wanted to be in it, but uh, I obviously, well, I wasn't living in New York City at the time. So there was no chance of me ever watching or attending Dave Chappelle's Block Party. But I've always wanted to see the movie that it was based that was based on it. And I, so I finally got to watch it. And it was really cool seeing how um, he organized it and how, how involved he was with the artists in it and how uh, he tried to, um, how he ingratiated himself with the community, uh, both in his uh, hometown to get some people to, inv- uh, to come over to the party, as well as local teachers and and community and and neighbors and stuff of the neighborhood where he was going to attend have the uh the party and it was it was a fun fun documentary show uh, highlighting this whole thing and the fujis got back together reunited for this show which was kind of cool because around that time they were there was a rift between them which made lauren hill pursue her solo career and well all of them pursue their solo careers and you know they broke up but apparently uh, this show helped them help them get back together if uh, at the very least for at least this one show i think they did several shows after that and then and then they went back their separate ways and and yeah this was a blip in history this happened back in 2004 2006 i already forgot i think it was 2006 and no it was 2004 so 16 years ago and you know, Kanye West was there, uh, a young, more sensible Kanye West whose mother was still in his life, unlike the guy now who uh, said he's running for president, but not really, but yeah, and um, abortion is bad, and my father wanted to kill me, and I married into the Kardashians, and I, I'm having a mental, mental breakdown in front of TV while I'm running a, my own version of a presidential campaign. Yeah, no, not that guy. The, the the young one, the one when he was uh, doing his first album, College Dropout, and he had Jesus Walks was like his big hit at the time. And um, you got to see Most Def. You got to see a lot of. Un- uh, you got to see Big Daddy Kane. That was that was a nice unexpected surprise seeing an old school rapper in there, um, being um, brought on stage by the Roots, who were a big. They were uh, a popular band at the, at the time, before their uh, Tonight Show gig, <laughs> when they were just rappers. Seeing most a young most deaf and uh Twelly uh, Kalib, young Erica Badu and uh yeah, so many others. It was a fun it was a fun movie to watch and just sh- seeing I mean all these college kids and young people that were in that sh- in that show, that was like I said, sixteen years ago. They're sixteen years older now. So anyone in their twenties then are in their thirties now and wonder what they're doing with their lives if uh, they got anything from that experience how unique it was and how it never happened again um it was a one-time event and it just further cemented in my head like yeah you only get this one opportunity to do anything with yourself and how and it's not about how you want to be remembered it's not about putting making a legacy like hamilton wanted it's about how do you want to live your life? What do you want to make of it? What, what do you, what are, what is it, what is it that you value and how do you think you can accomplish your goals and and your, and your values? And what I want is a, uh, a life I can 
dictate on my on my own terms. I, I, I would love to live a life of leisure, but that's not going to happen anytime soon. But at the very least, if I can dictate my terms in life, like my work hours and just my 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 quality of life and all those things then how am i going to accomplish that and i think uh, making my own youtube channel might be one of the ways that i can accomplish that so uh, look out for that hopefully uh, the next month i should have it up uh if not sooner because i'm seriously going to look into how to do that i took a couple of days off from work today being one of them and hopefully by the end of that four-day uh, hiatus, I can uh, get a game plan started. So that's all for today. If you have any questions, comments, what have you, you can always reach me at juliofromny at gmail.com. You can go to my website, juliofromnewyorkshow.com, and go to the comment section there, or contact section there. And, of course, I, you can reach me on Twitter. I might reach out uh, back at uh, Julio from NY. So until next time, thank you for listening.